Recorded live. Hello? Hey, Aaron. Kevin Davis here. How are you? Hi, Kevin. I'm good. How are you? Um, excellent. Well, thank you so much for sending me your new project. I'm super excited about it. Oh, it was totally my pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to listen through to it. For sure. And um, uh, forgive me for not officially knowing this. Um, what is the <laughs> release date? Uh, is yes, there, is well, there- it it has moved, so that's no problem. Um, it's um, it's it's available on disc right now. I'm doing pre-releases of the physical album through my web store, but it's, the iTunes launch should be September the fifteenth. Hope if if sure. iTunes it works with me. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, perfect. Because that's kind of what I was. So presuming that holds, that's what we could list on our website as yeah. you know, the release date. Okay, cool. So yeah, I'm going to do that. I'll get that up there. Um, you know, obviously you've given a lot of resources on your website um, as well. And uh, most excitingly, what I want to do is what we're doing now, which is to kind of get to your heart and um, some of the uh, theology, which I love. That's my favorite kind of discussion um, behind your songs. <laughs> Uh, and your album clearly is one of those albums we should do this for every track. But um, <laughs> if that's cool, well, thank you. Uh, I'd like to do it about the realist things. I feel like that's a great way to kick it off uh, okay. just because I feel like that uh, in some ways encapsulates a lot of what this record's about. But I also made okay. mention you know, of um, continuing the conversation with some of the other truths that are addressed in the album as well. But, yeah, why don't you tell me a little bit about the – songwriting process and story of the track, The Realist Things, please. Sure. Um, well, before I dig into that, I will have to just give a couple sentences about what the concept of the whole album is about. Um, For sure. Because it makes, a, it makes a whole lot more sense in context. Um, yes, so it's <laughs> So the whole project is a concept album that was inspired by a book on Christian apologetics. The book is called Reasonable Faith. It's by Dr. William Lane Craig. So I uh, went through um, this period of my life where I just felt like intellectually I wanted to be able to give better defenses for my faith. Um, And I mean, to start with, like, I think the most um, powerful testimony of faith in our lives is the work of the Holy Spirit. So I'm not saying that people need to know more. Uh, facts and, you know, fancy lingo to defend their faith. But I was at a point where I just really wanted to dig in deeper into apologetics. So I started reading lots of books and I came across this one that I thought gave um, really great detailed descriptions of all of these different philosophical arguments for the existence of God. And then also dug into evidences for Jesus Christ as God's son. 
Um, and it's a big, thick book, so it was really hard for me to get through. Um, but I thought it was worth it. Anyways, after reading that that book, I thought, um, gosh, I loved all the things that I learned in this. And so if I could take it and um, write uh, a song based off of each one of these big arguments, uh, then maybe I could you know, get people interested not only in this book as a resource, but in just uh, apologetics in general, give people uh, a song in their heart to go along with these deep thoughts, you know, that we have to hold in our heads so that um, people could say, oh, what, that ontological argument, what was that song about? Oh, yeah, that was the one that was the realest things. And that, that kind of says, if something could be greater than God, it would be God. So that they would have, people could have these lyric lines that would help them remember what these philosophical arguments are. So in that way, uh, through the album, each one of the songs deals with each one of the arguments as it works its way through. So all that as a setup for the realist thing um, is, the, is the ontological argument for the existence of God. And I have to be honest with you, when you told me you wanted to ask me about this one, I got kind of nervous <laughs> because oh. this is this is kind of philosophically the hardest one to explain <laughs> and the one that took me the most time to kind of wrap my head around. Um, so I'm going to do the best I can to talk about it, but I was like, oh, it's a hard one. To take some pressure off, just, you know, um, <laughs> this is this is a way deeper concept than any of my 849 I've written about. So <laughs> anything, anything that just gets a little bit there is fine. And then okay. secondly, what I wanted to say is it's also one of the hookiest, songs on the record. I think it's well, thank you. I think it's awesome. I think it's a great song. So <laughs> even you. just as a song, it's a great song. But then I want to kind of dig a little deeper relative to what's behind it. So yeah, whatever okay. you say is going to be fine with me, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> well, so like um, the, there's a song on the project called Order, and that song is the teleological argument which is the argument for intelligent design. So when you say that, people are like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But the ontological argument, so let me, I'll, sure. I'll dig into what it is just a little bit. Sure. Um, so so uh, ontology, which is the philosophical study of the nature of being, or um, another way to say it would be like the existence, like what reality is, what the existence of reality is. <laughs> yeah. Um is that's that's the study of it, right? So um, this argument was uh, proposed initially by Anselm of Canterbury, and the way he said it, I've, I've written some of this down so I can say it exactly like he said it was that than which nothing greater. Wait, he defined God as that than which nothing greater can be thought. So basically, if God can exist in the mind, then something greater than God. I mean, something greater than that must be able to exist beyond the mind. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so I'm glad you're following because I'm still struggling with this one. Uh, so I started talking to my husband about this argument. Um, and, and in the in the in the book, um, Dr. Craig, uh, I have a quote written down right here. He uh, he says. Um, which is greater, the artist's idea of the painting or the painting of of itself as it really exists? 
obviously the latter for the painting itself not only exists in the artist's mind, but in reality as well. Similarly, if God existed only in the mind, then something greater than him could be conceived. So that's why the lyric starts with, I've got a picture in my mind. I want to make it come to life. Um, that that kind of helped me with the connection. So I went to, I started with that when I was writing the lyrics for the song. And then I went to my husband, who was a philosophy student in college. And I said, help me understand this ontological argument. It is so confusing. <laughs> and yeah. um, so then he started talking to me, not just about um, what this argument means, but also about... Um, Greek culture and about Plato and so um, I was reading and studying uh, some of Plato's concepts of forms so that um, his theory of forms says that that non-physical things have this essence that is that is a truer reality than individual objects um, so, for example, uh, there is this essence of a thing that is a dog, um, but like individual dogs all look different. You know, our experience of them, that, that could be a dog, that's a dog, that's a dog, there's a picture of a dog, but we all understand what dog is, even though one particular, you know, dog you can touch doesn't define the essence of dog. So, in the same way, there are... Um, these things that we know to be good and we know to exist that, uh, you know, are beautiful, for for example, like a sunset is beautiful or this piece of music is beautiful and each one of those things has a piece of beauty, but, but there is this essence of beauty that exists. And so in the same way, there's truth that exists and peace, you know, these concepts exist and God would be the greatest culmination of all of those goods. So um, so that, so when, when my husband was talking to me through that, I was like, okay, I think I can incorporate that with this idea to kind of explain what this means. If something could be greater than God, it would be God. So in the course, it talks about, you know, I could lose all these physical, tangible things, but I would still have hope and love and peace those are the most real things, the realest things. Um, and we kind of did the realist as a play on words because most people, when they're talking about being a realist with an eye, they're talking yeah, about yeah. being practical. And, <laughs> and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to change it. I want to say the realest things, the things that have that, the essence of what is real are those things like hope and love and peace. Those are the things that we live and we die for. And the greatest culmination of hope and love and peace is God and that, you know, anything that we conceive of as God, he is greater. You know, if something could be greater than God, it would be God. He is the greatest one beyond what we can conceive. So, whew. Awesome. <laughs> so that's what I was trying to accomplish with this song. Um, and I hope when people listen to it, well, I hope that they like it. I'm glad that you like it. It, it. I thought it turned out to be one of the strongest tracks on the project, but then I hope people will um, go to my website. I put uh, all the explanations of the different arguments on my website so that people can kind of yeah. dig in deeper and go beyond, you know, I like the sound of this, but what does that mean? <laughs> Where is that coming from? 
So. Well, I, you know what? I, I actually believe this is uh, – so, one, thank you so much, because that was not an easy thing to try to explain, <laughs> and you did a great job. Uh, and, and when I go to type that up, you know, my job is to um, capture the essence of, of what you just said, um, you know, uh, and and cite the appropriate source material. Sorry, so I've given, I've given you some heavy duty work to do. <laughs> yeah, which is all good. Um, but but I think what's cool is unlike a a, a song where, um, you know, you feel like you actually fully understand it in one listen. You know, one of my favorite things about a, a, we'll call it a deeper cut uh, is is that it gets it gets into the recesses of your mind, and then you start to really process it with each listen. And I feel like that's why I wanted to talk about this song, because as I've um, been listening to it, what what you just shared is true. That realist versus realist uh, mm-hmm. is is a great is a great point. Um, just just even the phrase that something could be greater than God, it would be God. Yeah, like yes, exactly, yes and amen. Um, and <laughs> And especially in today's culture where everyone's questioning everything uh, mm. and, and we're in this like instant grat information mm-hmm. age where people are just thinking, well, I'll just Google this and I, I, I know more than anybody else. Um, I, I think as Christians, we really need apologetics. I, I mm-hmm. actually believe we've never needed it more than we need it right now. Um, right. You know, you know, there's other things we need too. We need to, show Jesus by how we treat each other and how we love people, you know, and that's, that's one whole set of ways we can be the church. But I actually strongly believe this intellectual side very much is speaking to a, um, uh, our, our culture today. Um, in a lot of ways, maybe we're like Plato's culture, right? <laughs> like right. there's this, there's like this um, scientific investigation of truth, uh, culture that we're in, and mm-hmm. I very much feel like this song helps get you there. That that, as you say, or, or as you cited, um, you know that painting itself as it exists is that greater reality because the mind is conceiving it, and then it's and then it exists. So now you've got sort of the culmination of the mind's concept and the actual end result, well, we are God's concept and end result. <laughs> so so yeah. we're, we are part of God's design uh, for humanity, and therefore us understanding that should humble us to a point of understanding that our, our place before him is is one of um, serving him uh, as our creator, as our maker. Uh, and I love because I'm on, I'm actually on your website that Hebrews eleven six verse. I think is a a good way to sum that all up. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. For whoever mm-hmm. would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And so right. I feel like your song is being faithful to that particular exhortation. And mm-hmm. along those lines, 
what would you – I know you already kind of hit on this a little bit. Um, yeah. As people process this song, in, let's say, in the context of this album, and that's a hard – Actually, let's strike that second part of the, the question because we can't talk about the context of the album because each song sort of has its own argument. Um, but uh, regarding this argument, uh, what is your hope that Christians will come away from this song relative to this argument that would, would not just exhort them but ideally uh, encourage them in their faith? I think my hope would be that people can realize that that God has given us those things that the world cannot take away. He has given mm-hmm. us that joy. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. He has given mm-hmm. us this peace, um, this, you know, this hope that's uh, everlasting and eternal and that no one can take away from us. And those things do exist. And so when the world is crashing around us, whatever that looks like in our particular situation, we can look to a God who is good, who is greater than any definition of good that we have and know that he has given us all of these things, um, his truth and beauty and goodness and love that we can hold on to and carry with us. And that's that's what we should look towards, even when, you know, these physical manifestations of discouragement in our life come up, whether that's, you know, not having enough money to do the things that we need to do or sickness or, um, you know, what, whatever it is, loss of a job or um, whatever kind of pain uh, physically that we have in this world exists, that our God is greater than that. And if uh, we continue to follow him in faith, he will give us those bigger things that we ultimately need those realer things <laughs> that we need. Well, that's awesome. And that's exactly, I think, um, a good faithful way, uh, to, to, like I said, both exhort and encourage believers in, in, you know, one enjoying the song. Cause like, I, that's one, I wanted you to have that context that, no, I actually really enjoy the song <laughs> in, in, addition, in addition to and challenged by the song. Um, and I happen to be one of those rare types who enjoys being challenged. So there you go. So okay. there's like a, a, a win-win. Um, so um, I don't know if you still have time, but we may as well have a second conversation if you're up for it. Um, sure, yeah. Kind of almost bookending, going towards the end of the record. Um, the story of redemption was another track that really captured my um, heart, I would say, um, relative to reflecting on what that means. And, uh, you know, I love that the way the record's broken up, you know, there's the existence of God uh, and so many other good, you know, as you said, um, uh, apologetics. And then in arguments, and then and then I love that the second half are evidences um, for Jesus, and I feel like that. I mean, Miracle Man actually does it as well, clearly. But I wanted to specifically get you know a little bit of the, the songwriting process of the story of redemption as well, please. Sure, absolutely. Um, so, like you said, uh, as the as the album goes through, it starts off with these. Uh, I think I, I tried to structure it kind of the way that Dr. Craig does in the book with the most abstract arguments 
and then work your way down so you get more and more and more specific to um, defending the Christian faith specifically. Um, the, right. Right, the, the ontological one was the first one. It was just kind of way out there. It's, it's kind of hard to hold on to, and then you get into – uh, the, the argument for intelligent design, the, the moral argument for the existence of God, and then at that point we cross over into those two songs that talk about evidences for Jesus Christ as his son. So it's still an apologetic, but it's a more specific apologetic for the Christian faith specifically. So that song um, was a, a really special one to me too because I feel like this is, um, this is the gospel, uh, song yep. on this project. This is the one that is telling the good news of who Jesus is. So uh, this song specifically deals with the self-understanding of Jesus, so um, affirming that Jesus was telling everyone that he was the Son of God um, through his life and teaching and works, and then also the resurrection of Jesus and how three elements uh, within that um, point towards um, the the case for the historical truth of that he was who he says he was. And those things were the empty tomb, um, the resurrection appearances, and the origin of the Christian faith that his disciples went out and were willing to die for him, for the things that he uh, said, for who he said that he was. And so, um, so it was a little challenging trying to present all of that in one song. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I necessarily covered every single thing, um, but I, I really wanted to focus on um, how the person of Jesus was this reconciling figure. How through his life and death and resurrection, we could be reconciled to God. That was his plan. Um, so in Second Corinthians, it's talking about. Um, in chapter 5, it's talking about how we are a new creation in Christ, that the old things have passed away and new things are to come. And all those things are from God who reconciled to us, to himself, through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So then we get to carry that forward. So God was in Christ, and that was how he reconciled the world to himself, by not you know, counting our sins against us, and that's um, that's where that reconciliation begins, and that's how we become a new creation. So that's that's really what this song is about. Um, and beyond that, I think um, I, I also I just tried to cram so much into this song because it was like I said, it was the gospel song, and I, I just wanted to cover as much as I could and the most succinct way possible. So in the bridge, I also go into talking about the Holy Spirit, which is something that um, Dr. Craig mentions in the book. It's not one of the specific arguments, um, but he talks about, like what I said in the beginning, that the best testimony for the work of God in your life is the testimony of speaking about how the Holy Spirit has changed your life. And so I wanted to mention that too in one of the songs somewhere. And so the bridge says, we're not alone. His spirit lives within us. It's among us every day. Um, his love for us is new every morning. His forgiveness never fades. Uh, so uh, I wanted to mention that too, because I think that is so important for uh, how God continues to work 
in us daily um, through the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I agree. And you went exactly where I wanted to go with you, so thank you. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> which, is, which is that, um, in my opinion, uh, this song is a testimony song. So, you know, once you've sort of gotten people um, somewhat intellectually intrigued about, you know, that God must exist, right? We've got evidence all around us. Even the pagans, you know, kind of need to acknowledge uh, that the stars um, and our universe, you know, and, hey, we're coming up this week on Solar Eclipse Week. Right. right. So we've got all these all these science geeks all getting excited about what's going on with that. Um, and I say geek in, a, in an affectionate way. Uh, yes. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a Christian geek. Uh, so, <laughs> but, but, you know, things like this are, are just evidences. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then yet, yet when you get to the story of redemption, you know, at the end of the day, we can't redeem ourselves. And, right. and I used the term maker earlier to describe God and, you know, God creating us, making us in his likeness and image. Uh, and yet because of our choice to be separate from him, which is really still the world's biggest problem, um, mm. in every problem we have right now, right, you could pretty much trace it all back to that, the fall. Um, right. Uh, you know, not treating each other with dignity, uh, all the hate we see, all the um, uh, bullying, you, you know, you name the issue. Um, they all really stem from the fall. So for me, what I would want to do with this song for you is share my own testimony uh, mm-hmm. of how that, bridge, how, how that bridge has been true in my life. And if briefly... Because I don't think we've directly talked about this. You wanted to share a little bit of your testimony. That's kind of what I'd want to do in conjunction with the scripture and truth uh, in this song. Is there a piece of your testimony you'd want me to share relative to this song? Um, sure. Uh, my testimony is uh, one of God's faithfulness to my family. I am a preacher's kid who was singing in the choir nine months before I was born, you know, in my mama's belly. <laughs> yeah. And um, I had a family, a family heritage of, um, of people who have been faithful to God and to the church. And so I grew up in that environment that I'm so thankful for. And um, I feel like that's part of my call is to steward that background and that upbringing. Um and so when I was eight years old, I um, was listening to a sermon by the pastor uh, of uh, my church that I went to when I was growing up. Um, it, and my dad was the associate pastor at that point, so he was not the head pastor. So it was, it was a sermon by another pastor who um, presented uh, the gospel as two paths. And, you know, you have a choice. You can choose the path to... Um, you know, let yourself be the the leader of your life and you rely on yourself to make choices and that's what this looks like or you can choose the path of God to um, direct your steps. Let God be the one that tells you where to go and 
how to get there. And at that point, eight years old, it, you know, it all clicked. And, um, well, I don't say it all clicked. Obviously, we're still learning <laughs> as followers sure. of Christ every single day how to follow him. But all the Bible stories and Sunday school lessons and songs, like it all came into focus. And it was in that moment that I understood that um, I had a choice to make uh, to choose to be reconciled to God to choose his path to say I can't do this on my own I'm a sinner and I need to follow your path I need the forgiveness um, of sins through the sacrifice of Jesus I probably couldn't have said it so succinctly (laughs) as an eight-year-old but I started that journey of understanding um and you know I'm just very thankful that I had that opportunity at that age um, and so I, I try to, through my music and, um, through my life steward that testimony, I know I hear sometimes when people, uh, give their testimonies, oh, my testimony is boring because I've just been a good kid and I've been in church my whole life. <laughs> That's not a boring testimony. That's a testimony of God's faithfulness and, uh, and you need to be proud of it. So proud of, proud that he has, um, entrusted you with a story that yes people people can follow after god and there's blessings in that path so stay on the path <laughs> stay on the path following god <laughs> so and being, being and being one of his chosen ones right like isn't that that's part of um I, once again i think it's apologetics because once you start talking about um that that the holy spirit um puts it on your heart and then you respond to that, right? Uh, that mm-hmm. what that just happens to different people at different ages. And right. I I kind of figured that from listening through your last record so many times. <laughs> so I feel like I was hearing some of your. I figured I was hearing a lot of your own testimony in the last record. Um, but That's this cool. this this album isn't about you. It's actually all yeah. about God, which is which is mm-hmm. kind of awesome. Um, and. Uh, and that's why I felt, you know, to do you, the artist, um, uh, I wasn't going to say a service, but sort of more uh, part of your evidence of a changed life or evidence of of your um, gratefulness for the story of redemption to share maybe yeah. a little bit of your testimony in conjunction with the song. Because, well, you. you know, it's, it's only out of a grateful heart that that this song could really come out anyway, in my opinion. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I think the only thing that's um, terribly personal on this project are the bookend prelude and postlude. And I think all that says about me as an artist is that I was feeling very overwhelmed by (laughs) not knowing as much as I thought I ought to know. And so that's what that first honesty song about is about. Uh, I feel like I'm drifting out in choppy water and, but I'm just ready to take this journey, even though mentally I'm not sure I can handle it. And then at the end, that last honesty song, it's the same melody, but I've changed the lyrics to say, now that I've gone on this particular uh, journey out into the water, uh, I've reaffirmed in my peace in knowing God and who he is, even though sometimes these thoughts can be so deep and heavy and, you know, makes you feel inadequate mentally that it's hard to understand these things, but God is enough and he is there. And, and, uh, so it was, it was a fun journey in the end, even if it was a little scary. 
Yeah, well, thank you for your obedience. I, I mean, when you read a book like that and, and you take on a topic like that, you know, the easy thing to do would be um, to not write songs based on it. So, um, so I give you, so I give you, I give you credit for doing the reverse, which is that you felt um, clearly you felt both challenged and encouraged by it, uh, and use that as um, a period in your life to express, process those thoughts through songs, which is what God gifted you to do, right? So mm-hmm. it's kind of like you, you took what God gave you a gift to do songwriting and singing and used it to process something he had put on your heart. And that's what I call a heart song. And that's why you do those. And so it's also why I called you gourmet, as you know, from your last because <laughs> there is no dictionary definition of gourmet. It actually mm-hmm. says like regular coffee, only better. So, there go. <laughs> so, so that's what, so that's when I call a music gourmet. It's the same thing. It's like regular music, only better. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. So, so it's cool because you, you actually also changed up your, your musical bed, and I kind of expected that when I saw what you had done and watched that one video where you sort of give sort of the o- overarching theme of the record. Um, yeah. And it goes with what you're doing here, that this isn't really a folk album per se. Yeah, I know. I, and uh, that was something I struggled with because I love that organic Americana real like the last record we didn't even use a click track it was just all just kind of real moving up in your face stuff and but the content of this just seemed like it cried out for a different musical style and um I love this musical style and I found a producer that was just great at it and instantly got it and so we ran with it so I hope people aren't too thrown for a loop by the change in in style. I hope it, it feels appropriate to the content. Uh, I think it does. And actually, I was going to encourage you and just say this, that I think what it does, because um, I don't, I haven't been writing as many album reviews, although I'm feeling like I'm probably the most qualified to review this record, clearly. Um, <laughs> I've, been doing, I've been doing more of the devotionals and other editorial work, um, but mm-hmm. I probably write about five to ten reviews a year as well. Um, and those are usually like the ones I feel led to write about, basically. And um, what I would say, in just thinking it all through out loud with you, is, you know, for fans of your last record, once you settle in, you know, to uh, have these messages sort of seep in, you're going to be encouraged and blessed and entertained, in my opinion. Um, but somebody new who doesn't know you yet I think you can expand your audience is what I would um, – that's my prayer for you, anyway. Oh, well, thank uh, you. That, I appreciate that. That your audience could expand beyond the ones who already know you because I think the musical bed might attract another type of listener. And then mm-hmm. I'd also say the intellectual focus of the record I think mm-hmm. has an appeal to a potentially an expanded audience who maybe isn't a music person – per se, right. but, but likes apologetics, right? right. So I, I know a lot of people I go to church with who love to have theological discussions, but they know almost, they're like musically illiterate. You know what I mean? Uh, um, yeah. And I'm Not sure you meet a lot of those people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so they kind of trust me for what I consider good music because they don't know any different. Um, <laughs> but I find I can have a theological discussion with anybody in my church. 
Right. But I can only yeah. have a music discussion with about 10% of the people in my church. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow, that's what I think. I think it means... Well, thank you. I think that's it, very encouraging. I, think it, I do appreciate yeah, that. Because <laughs> I think that's the difference is, is not everybody... You know, I think as music fans ourselves, two music fans talking to each other, we just mm-hmm. assume everybody thinks the same way we do. Um, and I've learned over many, many years now, I'm completely wrong about that. And, but as believers, we all have arguments for the existence of God and why we believe what we believe, which is being consistently challenged by the world um, Mm -hmm. on our hearts. And this is a resource. So, so if that sounds like I'm on the right track, that's where I'm going with what this record does is it, it resources Christians. And gives you some cool music to listen to all the same. Well, thank you so much. Yes, that was absolutely my goal was to provide. Really, it is a it is an album for believers to kind of reinforce their knowledge, so that when they go into those hard conversations, they can, you know, have some sound bites of you know to give a defense for their faith. Because, like you said, that that is our culture. I mean, where anything's available on the internet, well, you better be able to talk about what you think because you can find out about it. You know, it's all there. All that, you know, material is accessible. So I appreciate that. Like that, that's, that really was my goal was to, for it to be a resource for people to just have those conversations. Yes. Well, and you know, mission accomplished um, from my perspective. (laughs) Well, thank you. Uh, so, so yeah, so my next steps are um, twofold. I don't have my draft schedule in front of me, but I did add in, and I, as much as it's a harder topic to talk about, I still want to, um, I added in Realist Things as the first one I want to post. Um, and I'm, I'm excited about the challenge, actually, so I'll make sure I set aside even more time than I usually do uh, <laughs> to... to, to um, we'll call it, you know, combination research slash uh, pray for the Holy Spirit's guidance and how <laughs> to to summarize that conversation in about 1,500 words or less. Um, and, and that I'll, pr- I'll pray both, for you. <laughs> thank you. Because those 1,500 words include also the lyrics and lyrics Bible passage. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so, but that's okay because I think it's just a primer in my opinion, or primer, I guess that's the proper word. Um, it's the it's the primer for what this record's about, actually. Um, and then I then as the Holy Spirit leads, then I'll hit on the story of redemption. I actually a little bit feel like that's a kind of how like we did the um, the gift as like a follow up to do the same. Yeah. I a little bit yeah. feel like story of redemption is sort of like the gift conversation follow up to the realist thing, which is then yeah. as we're sort of contemplating the incarnation of our savior, you know, in a lot of ways for me, even though it's, it's also an Easter song, I actually also consider it an incarnation song. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. To sort oh, of celebrate the coming of Christ as well. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. that was the method, that was the method of my madness in asking for those two tracks, just so you know. No, that, that's great. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and then also get the record listed uh, on the website um, for presumably September 15th, unless you say otherwise. Um, no, that, I, that's that's my date I'm shooting for. <laughs> okay, great. And then I guess the final question for you business-wise is, are you doing any other partnering with us to market the project, or is it just what we're doing right now? 
Um, honestly, I have not had a chance to talk to Kevin, other okay. Kevin, uh, yet about that. Um, so I just need to have a conversation with him. I'm not 100% sure. Okay, <laughs> it's no problem. My, uh, I've, I've told you that I have kids, right? We just started yeah. school, and, whoa, it's been crazy, but that is on the top of my to-do list is to have a conversation okay. with him about that. <laughs> okay, well, that's why, I, that's why I made sure that connection happened because um, – uh, to give you the business side of, of our website. So I'm, you know, a staff member, but I also have another job too um, outside of the website, and he's the owner of the website. And we do have very affordable marketing options, you know, in the hundreds of dollars versus thousands of dollars. Um, okay. That could help get the word out, put a widget on our site, and in conjunction with the timing of when I would post this, I think there's, that only helps get the word out to more people. Um, okay. You know, especially if we can help you expand your audience, as we talked about. Uh, and when you do that, um, I have uh, even more priority status relative to which songs I write about when. Um, okay. If that, if that makes sense. That, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we always are going to give um, deference to our, our marketed projects. Um, right. But thankfully, my ministry allows for both a combination of marketed projects and what Kevin's moved by. <laughs> so there you go. So <laughs> thankfully, it means I get to write about artists who we do not have marketing partnerships with. And I feel like that's part of what God's called me to do for the website, which is not just be a paid employee. I'm really more of a ministry and, mm-hmm. yes, get some, and get some pay uh, for, for doing what I do. Um, but but um, we have you know we have two editors we have a, a, a volu- we have a review team um, and I can think of one other review team member who I'd be curious what their review would look like but um, you know pres- presuming I can find the headspace and time I can also take it on myself because um, it, it's not really an eight song project it's it's quite a bit more than that really. Um, <laughs> Because normally that looks like an easy review. Oh, it's only eight songs. Yeah, but no, no, there's a lot more. Uh, so, but yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for all your time. Because one way or the other, um, it just helps me um, serve you better as an artist uh, this way. And uh, yeah, thanks for your confidence in me and reaching out and asking to do this. I appreciate that. Oh my goodness! Thank you so much, Kevin, for all your time and your just thoughtfulness and consideration. I just cannot tell you how much I appreciate. Uh, what you do and taking the time to talk through this kind of stuff. So thank you again. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, this is not a conversation you can have in like five minutes. So uh, <laughs> I, I concur. Uh, and I settled in to make sure I was ready to have a longer conversation with you. So, well, I'm, I'm sure we'll chat again in the future, but until we do, all the best to you and God bless. Okay, thanks. You too, Kevin. Have a great day. All right. You too. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.